Billy. And my name is Christy. And you are listening to the Front Porch Sessions Thoughts On series. The Thoughts On series is a little bit different than our regular podcast. The Thoughts On series is exactly what it sounds like, our thoughts on particular topics. It's our opportunity to share lessons, experiences, and hopefully offer some help and guidance to others on a variety of topics. And today we continue with a third part of a series that we uh, started on mentors. It's been a while. It's been a while. Since we, we have done that, but uh, it's since we recorded the last uh, episode of the Thoughts On related to mentors, and it, and it has been a while, I've shared this with you. I have come to realize I grew up around mentorship and didn't know it. Mm. Maybe it wasn't the in vogue thing or I didn't know what it was called. But I can point to particular people in my parents' lives, mm. both from a professional and a personal standpoint, mm -hmm. that helped mentor them along. And in the, the professional standpoint, I thought, oh, it's just their boss. In the, their personal lives, I just thought, oh, these are friends or that my parents are friends with a lot of old people. Mm. Uh, and if I thought long and hard enough, I could think of some names. Mm -hmm. And I know that they did the same thing in their lives, both professionally and personally. And I think about other individuals since we started talking about this in a more direct uh, standpoint that mentored me or mentored us in different aspects. And I didn't realize that's what they were doing. What I thought was happening was it was good people being good people. Mm. Uh, That's true too, right? It is true. For many of them, I do think it, it is just good people being good people, but there's also some of that mentoring relationship going on. Uh, and it seems like in the past several years, it's gained more, I don't want to say notoriety. Momentum? No. Momentum may work. I don't know. It's been brought more to the forefront, and we, we use these type of words. And uh, if you want to know some of our other thoughts, go back in time and uh, listen to thoughts on related to uh, mentorship with a part one and a part two. We introduce the idea. We talk a little bit about it, about its importance. But today we want to talk a little bit about how to choose a mentor. Now, sometimes this relationship just happens. Mm-hmm. And you don't actually choose it. Now, if you go online and you did a search for how to choose a mentor, it your results are going to come back primarily with choosing a professional mentor, mm. uh, not necessarily a personal mentor. Sure. I think it's important to have both professional and personal ones mm -hmm. uh, because those are different aspects of our lives or if your lives and that's your, your life that you're going to grow in. Mm -hmm. And it's important to have somebody in those, those contexts that can help you along that. So I think today as we discuss this, it's going to be, for the most part, applicable to both, whether it's a professional or to a mentor or professional or personal mentor. Mm -hmm. So before we get going in this, are there any qualities that come to mind for you about choosing a mentor or once a relationship kind of built and you're like, oh, this person is serving as a mentor to me that you recognize? Mm. Uh, definitely someone who is a good listener, someone who is maybe established, and that's maybe a um, a tongue-in-cheek way of saying someone who's mature, someone who's been around the block, that knows what's going on, that maybe has had a couple of pitfalls themselves. So when they hear whatever challenges or just life stories that I'm bringing to them, they they have some life experience that they can 
either comment on or advise on. But probably one of my favorite qualities of a mentor is someone that I trust. It's someone that I trust uh, maybe to give good advice, but almost important, as important is that somebody will keep my confidences that uh, I know they don't come at me with um, malign <laughs> uh, visions. It's truly uh, a relationship where they are worthy of the trust and the time I'm putting into them. Okay. And I think you hit on several of the key aspects there. You want somebody with a little bit of experience mm -hmm. in whatever you're, you're doing because they probably have been there before and they yeah. can offer some insights. You want somebody that listens. Yeah. Uh, so they can not just try to push their will on you, right. but okay, this is what you're experiencing. This is how I would deal with it. Or it reminds me of this time when yes. this happened. Do that. And I think uh, maybe most important out of this is somebody that you trust because yeah. sometimes, particularly where you're in a personal mentorship situation, you're going to be sharing things right. that you may not necessarily want the world to know. And you don't want that individual going out and blabbing to everybody uh, that's out there. Can you yeah. say that on a professional type podcast, blabbing? Sure. I think it paints a picture. Uh, yes, it does paint <laughs> a, a picture. Speaking of painting a picture, let me say real quick, you, you hit on something that I realized this does actually all tie together. You made the comment about somebody hearing your story and, oh, I've been through that, or I know the story that relates. I, I will say that's probably a tricky balance that I've definitely been paying more attention to as I have the opportunity to serve as a mentor to someone to not constantly do the, oh, let me tell you this story about my life, or let me tell you about this that I've seen. Uh, sometimes what you do need in a mentor is obviously giving that feedback, but not I pause to take a breath. So they're going to, the mentor's going to interject. Oh, I've had this experience. It's almost. To where it becomes about them. Yeah. 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 And I think you have recently experienced that. And recently isn't like last week, <laughs> you know, in the last couple of years sure. and yes. some different situations to where it wasn't a mentorship situation, but you were on a committee or mm -hmm. something of that nature. And it didn't matter what was being talked yeah. about. Somehow the person that was leading it always made it about them. Yes, yes. And the vast majority of your meetings were, was this person talking about themselves, yes. <laughs> which, I mean, it frustrated you. Yes. Not because we're not here to talk about you. Right. But it also wasted a lot of time. Yes. And it extended the time period for that yes. group. I think that's kind of what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. And it is a delicate balance because yeah. sometimes you do because I think as a mentor is able to share from their personal experiences, they're going to have to make it about them. But if that's all they're doing, cut that person loose. <laughs> you know, or maybe they don't realize they're Hard doing words. that. Yeah. And you have to say, can we talk about me for a minute? Well, and, and probably in those situations, I think a true mentor probably knows. Like you wouldn't have to stop so. that person yeah. and say, um, hi, can, can we come back to why I ask you to come over and why I've got tissues around me? Well, yes. <laughs> uh, I, I found some things and I, looking through some notes here, I cannot tell you if I wrote this oh. <laughs> or if I got it from someplace else. Okay. That's uh, unusual for this you. This has been like six months and some of the, it's interspersed with things that I got from other places and things that I wrote. Uh, while it's great to be intentional about finding a mentor, you shouldn't try to force it or expect things to fall in place right away. Mm, I yes. think sometimes we try to force those relationships. We have somebody successful in an area and we want to be like that person. Yeah. And we try to force it or you, maybe it's their first time mentoring somebody. Sure. And they're learning the ropes too. 
Uh, I also have written down here, having a mentor isn't about becoming the person. Rather, you're aspiring to have the skills and to gain the knowledge that Mm -hmm. they have. Rely on them for guidance and encouragement, but make sure you're continuing to do what feels right to you. Yeah, yeah. So here are are just some things, and I've got some other lists that we can talk about. Uh, But I did get this from Forbes, uh, Forbes Forbes.com that had some categories and different things about mentors. I just like uh, your thoughts on these. One, uh, compatibility, Mm. uh, contrast, expertise, and trust. You've already hit on the trust aspect, so there you go. You're in good company with that. (laughs) So do you have any thoughts about the others with compatibility, contrast, or expertise? I think definitely the compatibility is something that's important, and sometimes you just know it, right? You, You have you enter into a relationship and you realize, hey, we have good chemistry. And I I mean that in terms of there's somebody that you feel that you relate to maybe, or they get you, there's not a lot of extra unnecessary exposition. They they're grooving with you, which doesn't sound very professional for your podcast, going back to that. But I think compatibility is a beautiful and oftentimes not talked about enough quality. And for you to have a successful mentorship, I think that the compatibility would be a key piece. And I'm kind of embarrassed. I really hadn't thought of it, but it may be one of those things that I just hadn't put a name to it, but felt it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. Just as I started out this episode talking about, apparently I've been around this stuff my whole life and Mm. didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. So you may have, but just not had a particular word to go with it or you never thought about it in that context. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the second one, I think it really does work really nicely with compatibility. And that was contrast. Someone that can see a different perspective. And this maybe goes back to that maturity, the idea that someone is comfortable enough in their stage in life to to point out the contrast, to say, I see where you're coming from. I hear you. But have you thought about it from this perspective? And that takes a lot of courage, especially in this day and age where we don't want to upset whoever we're talking to because, I mean, who knows where that's going. Exactly. And so to have someone that's comfortable enough, that's bold enough and courageous enough to say, yes, but... Those are important words, I think. I think so, too. And you don't want your mentor to be a clone of you. Uh, that's why, for the most part, I don't think your mentor can, cannot be your best friend. Sure. They may be a friend to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. in a different context, and some people are able to separate some of these things, and they do fine. But if the person thinks exactly the way you do, they've done exactly the same things you've done, one of you is not going to be needed here. Right, right. Because they're not going to be able to to challenge you. Right. I think one thing, too, with this idea of contrast, which... Uh, if we're looking at it from a professional standpoint that most people aren't going to think about is your mentor doesn't necessarily have to be in the same line of work as you or in the same field. Yes. Uh, Sometimes it's advantageous Mm -hmm. for them to be in the same field. They have some understanding. Sometimes it's within the same organization Mm -hmm. or or the same business, but uh, we're both very familiar. We've we're a little bit older, (laughs) so we've had some experience out there, but there are organizations, there are businesses whatever else you can do with that. And most, I'm not picking on anybody. When I use this word organization, I'm talking about almost any type of group. Okay. Well, So you can have an organization that does mentoring very well. Mm-hmm. You can also have an organization that doesn't do it well. And those people that would have the knowledge, the expertise, the experience to be able to mentor other people don't want to do it because they're afraid. Sure. They're, they're either afraid of failing 
and messing up. Uh, my experience more often than not is they're afraid if I help somebody else succeed, they're going to come and overtake oh. me. Uh, but so you may have to go outside of your particular organization to find a mentor. And that's okay. Yeah. If you want to aspire to be uh, higher up in a particular organization, if you want to be the boss one day, you want to be a manager, whatever. And it's hard to put words there because <laughs> every organization uses different words right. there. Well, maybe it's not with your particular organization. You need to go find somebody outside yes. of that that yes. you're not competing with. Yes. Uh, here's an easy example, I think. If you're in sales, mm -hmm. for the most part, sales is sales. Mm -hmm. So you may be in a business and somebody's been in sales much longer than you. They're having a lot of success. They're building good relationships. They may mentor you. They don't see you really as a competition They because they want to see you do good. And if you do better, the whole business does better, and in turn, they do better. You may have to go outside of that. Right. So, for example, if you sell widgets and your company, there's not really anybody there to mentor you, and I sell flux capacitors, we're not in competition mm -hmm. with each other, but sales, for the most part, is sales. Mm -hmm. So you can come and say, how did you get this? Or I can come to you and say, how did you grow to be so successful? Can you teach me your ways, a yeah. wise one? Yeah. I think that's important to realize they don't have to be in the same industry, organization, business, whatever the words you want to put there. Uh, and sometimes they may be and be at the competition. Yeah. And, and that's going to strike people as odd. Sure. Because normally you're not wanting to help out your competition. But if you seek out the best person in whatever field you're in, you might find somebody that is willing to help you because somebody took a chance on them. And they don't necessarily see it as competition. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, they're cha challenging themselves by helping you, uh, but also you're at different areas or different. Uh, I, I don't even know the word. I just lost it. Uh, help me out here. I don't know. You're you're at different apexes, which okay. is not really the word I wanted to use <laughs> there. But somebody that's been in a, in a long time, they're successful versus somebody that's starting out and trying to build. Mm -hmm. You probably are working. With different clientele. Right. You're not, even though you're selling the same thing, you're not in direct competition. Yeah. That's a long way of what I was trying to get to in those <laughs> few words. Got there. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of times we look at this idea of who to choose as a mentor or developing a mentor-mentee relationship as it has to be somebody within the same organization or within the same industry. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not the case. More times than not, I bet it's not the case. Right. Because leadership skills, management skills, it doesn't matter what field it's in, those are going to be transferable. Mm. You may have to have some yes. tweaks here and there. Yes. But you're going leading people is leading people. Yeah, and we've definitely experienced that uh, throughout our adult-slash-working life that we have experienced a number of different uh, corporate environments, different um, job opportunities, and the skills that we've learned in, in management, but probably more importantly, leadership, they definitely have built upon. It hasn't mattered what the profession is, what do you do day in and day out. It's, it's those skills that we have been sometimes intentional, sometimes unintentional in our learning of it, and they have been incredibly I don't, looking back on it, you definitely can see, oh yeah, that's something I picked up at this point in my life in my early twenties that I have held on to that 
I didn't even know I was paying attention to. And now you're just starting to come about to realizing that. I think also having somebody with that contrast or somebody outside of the same field that Mm -hmm. you are actually in helps give a entirely different and maybe unfamiliar perspective and viewpoints. Yeah. Uh, You're going to get clarity from a different standpoint because they're not in that same field or they're not in the same organization. They don't have the same baggage, so to speak. Sure. Yes. To be able to see things a little bit more clearly. And also if they're in a different uh, professional field, you might feel more open to opening up to them Mm. because it's, you're not probably not going to run in the same circles. Yeah. You're definitely not in the same organization. So it could actually be a, of benefit. Now, if we transfer that over to uh, personal mentorship, probably not going to happen in that way. Yeah. Most of the time, I think with personal mentors, it's going to be somebody that is older, more mature, but there's going to be some kind of connection, some sort of friendship or mm-hmm. or some sort of relationship there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about the expertise? What are you looking for in a mentor with expertise? Well, I think that for me, it almost is a fancier word for mature. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, someone that's, like I said, been around the block a few times that if you're looking at it from just a professional standpoint, it, it's maybe somebody that is familiar. Like you said, the sales thing works really nicely as far as the transferableness of it. Uh, but the just the expertise really for me is somebody that comes in with a little bit of knowledge of where you're coming from. And I think there's a lot of value to finding someone that, like I said a little bit earlier, you don't have to explain every little nook and cranny of the conversation to. Right. Like, I've got this issue and, well, here's, let me introduce one character and, okay, let me describe to you where this person is on the line chart and then let me get back to the real story and, oh, yeah, let me explain to you why I used that word that's only applicable in our field. You know, that that's kind of the nice part of expertise that that really makes that a little more streamlined and you actually could get to the mentoring with without having to give a tutorial on, this is how I sell widgets. Or <laughs> right. No, I totally get that. If you're a first-time listener, I don't know where you've been. but um, <laughs> What a weird place to pick up. <laughs> it is. It really is. But years and years ago, I was in private practice as an attorney. Mm-hmm. Well, before that, I was in law school. Mm-hmm. And n- near the, the last half of law school or so, Probably my vocabulary changed a little bit. I would come home and I would talk a certain <laughs> a way. A little bit. My first several years of practicing, I would talk a little bit different. And there were several times that you looked at me and said, <laughs> can you speak where I can understand what you're saying? I'm like, yeah. these words make perfect sense. But I think that illustrates, at yeah. least from our perspective, what you're talking yeah. about. Where, you know, if I'm talking to another legal professional or somebody that's studying criminal justice, which I teach now, they're going to understand these little words and phrases and what they mean. But if I come home and I talk about some of those same things with you, I tend to throw out a little bit of an explanation because you don't have a a clue what those words really mean. Yeah. So I think that's a, a great thing there. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more hyper aware and sensitive I've come to it. I serve on a few different committees around town for various sundry things. And some of them, well, actually most of them do not apply to my field of study at all. However, I do tend to notice language. So what kind of an acronyms are you using that you're expecting the public to know? And I find that that's almost like a pet peeve of mine, that you're talking in your vernacular, so to speak, that the average Joe don't, and then then you don't really get that. So I I think that that's sort of an extra aside there. It has nothing really to do with mentorship, but... But it does go back to that expertise. You have the shared 
knowledge yeah. and, and some of those type things. I also think it's uh, looking at this idea, particularly with expertise and mentors, it's not about finding the mentor with the most years of experience mm. or maybe with the biggest, fanciest title. <laughs> it's about finding a mentor with the knowledge and expertise to help you in your journey, yeah, where you are. So you may have to change mentors along the way because somebody's helped you all they can. Yeah. Um, you want a mentor with enough experiences to help you navigate through the challenges you're facing. Mm -hmm. But that's not always somebody that has the most years of work experience on their resume. Right. Uh, your, if your mentor has been in a similar situation as you and has worked their way through it, the title that they have or the years of experience in the workforce become irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And let me throw something else out at you real quick because uh -oh. it's related to this last idea. I think a lot of times we're looking as individuals for mentors that are older than we are. Yes. Because the perception is that if you're older, you've already been through this. You've already had the experiences. You're going to be able to help me. Mm -hmm. What about the idea that a mentor may be younger than you? I, I see your face. I wish we did some of these on video so people could say, let me tell you some of my thoughts while you're formulating yours. Well, I'll just say first off, I can't picture it. So yes, please give uh, me some thoughts okay. to run with. Uh, I don't think the mentor has to be older than you, particularly in a professional setting. Okay. Because okay. you're looking for somebody that has experience. Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't matter. They may be younger than you. I may decide next week to have a career change. Mm -hmm. And it may be something totally different. And I've never been in that field before. And there's some 30-year-old that's been in it. You know, that's what they've done for the last 10 years, 15 mm -hmm. years. Okay, they're the ones that can help me through that. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's problematic for a lot of people to understand or get grasp the concept of a mentor can be younger than you. Mm -hmm. I have actually been in that situation to okay. where I needed to mentor some people from a professional standpoint that were older than me and it didn't go over too well. Yeah. Because you probably are thinking about some of the same instances as I am, but it's because of the age difference. They're like, well, I'm 10 years older than you. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. And I'm yeah. like, okay, you don't have to, but you kind of have to. I'm the <laughs> one with the expertise here. <laughs> and part of my job is to help you along here. So how do, how do you deal with that? Well, first off, I was just wondering if maybe that calls for a change in vernacular because mentor for me, it does sort of give me a little bit of sunshine and rainbows feeling that it's somebody that that you click with that maybe you've chosen. And, and I do know that there are corporations that they match somebody new right, with, with somebody. somebody. And I don't quite know what that word would be, but where it's like, no, this is your person. like <laughs> Right. And probably in the situation that I, or the situations I'm talking about, mentor is probably not the best word there. Well, it, Somebody didn't, it, it applies, it been. but yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they kind of had to listen to me <laughs> because I was put in charge of the project or I was mm -hmm. their boss or something of that situation. And it didn't go over well. <laughs> Um, but I think it relates to this idea of a mentor because if somebody was 15 years younger than me and is trying to help me along with something, I'm going to have to set my ego aside. Yeah, yeah. There are certain things in the professional world that, oh, this may be hard for me to do. I can think of personal things to where most of those, I could. it's probably a little bit easier. I like to do woodworking. Mm -hmm. I don't know a lot about woodworking. I started it, I don't even know how many years ago, eight years ago, six years ago. Wow. Something like that. We could go back and figure it out. Uh, but it was kind of on a whim. Mm -hmm. I did a little project. Like, I like this. Mm -hmm. Well, my mentors in that area are substantially older than I am. Yeah. 
Uh, I think from a gentleman we go to church with. I bounce questions off of him. Uh, he's not here most of the time. Uh, yeah. Whatever you call those people that are retired and travel Snowbirds. a lot. Snowbirds. <laughs> Is um, that the right word? I, I think that would be okay. fitting here. And then your dad. Yeah. Your dad has probably as many years of experience as I've been alive. Yeah. <laughs> but just as easily... I could go down the street if there was somebody down there that was 30 years old and that was their job or right. they had grew up doing that type of thing. I wouldn't have any problem setting aside any sort of ego or age difference and saying, can you help me? Yeah. But when we get into a professional setting, yeah. we run into problems. Yeah. That's why I was wondering if we need a different word for it. But we might. The, the concept of what you're trying to work through today, it, it, it works perfectly. And I do wonder if that kind of goes back to the very top one, the compatibility of your list, that uh, for true successful mentorship, you've got to find that common ground or, or something. I think so. And when you're seeking out a mentor, I think it needs to be, if it's not just something that just happens, mm -hmm. which sometimes that, that's the case, sometimes you have to act, actively seek out somebody, the mentor actually needs to want to do it. Agreed. Because I can think of some situations in the past six months to a year to where I thought, okay, I need some mentoring in this particular area. Mm -hmm. And I tried to initiate those in a more casual way, mm -hmm. not just come straight out mm -hmm. and say, because I didn't want to overwhelm the person. They haven't gone that well. Yeah. I don't think the person is really interested in helping other people. That's fine. Yeah. So I'm cutting my losses. I move on. I find somebody else that is willing to do that. Yeah. So I got a, a couple other things too here. I think uh, here's a quote from John Maxwell that I think is is great with this one about being a mentor or choosing a mentor. It, let's see. Where is it? I just lost it. <laughs> um, okay, here's one. A mentor is someone who teaches, guides, and lifts you by virtue of his or her experience and insight. They're usually someone a little farther along or farther ahead of you on the path that doesn't always mean they're older. Hmm. A mentor is someone with a head full of experience and a heart full of generosity that brings those together or those things together in your life. Okay. Uh, and that's, uh, I think John Maxwell is the one that said that, or at least it's attributed to him. I like the heart full of generosity because to be a true mentor, you really do have to It be... is. And I think that's what you need to look for. Somebody yeah. with that head full of experience and the heart full of generosity, and they're yeah. going to bring those things together to help you. Uh, another thing that I think is important in choosing your mentor is to choose wisely. Uh, another John Maxwell quote, the people closest to me determine my level of success or failure. Oh, yeah. Amen The better they are, the better I am. Yeah, absolutely. And if I want to go to the highest level... I can do it only with the help of other people. We have to take each other higher. Yeah. Which I think that means whether it's a professional setting or a personal setting, when choosing your mentor, make sure you're choosing somebody yeah. that's, you know, high caliber person, yeah. high character. Uh, again, going back to this head full of experience, heart full of generosity, because we are the sum of the people that we're surrounded with. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of brings me back to a little bit of a reality check. We are in a small town at a small institution where sometimes that can be a challenge not to find good people, but to, I mean, to 
this is a little bit of a list. It's a challenge to find someone that's directly around us that either marks all these boxes or most of these boxes. And, and what do you do? Here's maybe my question for you. What do you do when you're having trouble finding that other than reaching outside of your corporation or institution in our situation? How do you, how do you do that? Cause that can be really discouraging. You just described a couple situations where you're not getting the fees back you're wanting. It can be, I think at that point, then you have to reach out into your social circles to people that you believe have been mentored by other people and ask them. Oh, okay. Uh, is the, that's the best answer I can come up with off the top of my head. Uh, I think you sh- we should make a note of that and come back later on with a thoughts on and address that because we are coming out currently of a pandemic. Right. And or we at least appears we we're we coming <laughs> out of, of a pandemic. But Zoom, Google Meet, what we used to have is Skype, mm-hmm. which I, I'm not sure if it's still out there or not. But so either. some of these words are taking over. People are familiar with them. Uh, maybe there's a way to do it that way. It's mm. much easier to say, hey, can we go grab a cup of coffee to go yeah. do this? Can we go to lunch? Uh, can can I stop by your office for yeah. a few minutes? To ask? There's a lot. It's easier. But I think there are other ways. Yeah. And we just have to be creative about that. Like, let's put a pin in that one and let me think about it. Okay. But I think the initial, my initial answer is going to stand up. Well, you know somebody else, ask them if they've yeah. had a mentor and who helped them along. And it may, you may find that that person can help you. Well, one of the things that we've got to do, and I don't mean just you and me, I just mean in general, is we need to normalize this language of mentor and the value of that because you and I have this conversation I'm going to say fairly regularly, and maybe that's a little too generous with the word, but I do think that we have a common understanding of the word mentor and what we mean amongst ourselves. But to be able to have that conversation with someone in our social circle, we almost would have to say, hey, can you go listen to this podcast? And then I've got a question for you when you're finished listening to those episodes. Right. Yes. Maybe just carry this around, like type this in your phone, (laughs) in your notes section. Okay. And this is basically what we've started working off of from the beginning of this series. Okay. A mentor is a person who provides you with the tools, guidance, support, and feedback you need to thrive in your career or your life. Mm. They're often someone who's gone down the same road you're on currently and are there to advise you on what they've done and what worked for them. Okay. I I will definitely put put that (laughs) that in my phone. (laughs) Now, as we try to keep these thoughts on a little bit shorter than our regular podcast, and and we're about at that time, Okay, I just want to run some things by you. Okay. And let's put these out there. This may be, again, the Thoughts on series is sporadic. We throw things out there. We come back to them. We may need to come back and discuss these lists a little bit later. Uh, Again, seek out a mentor who will challenge you to improve. Mm-hmm isn't afraid to ask tough questions yeah. and will deliver real feedback. Yeah. I think that's important. Yes. A lot of times we don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. And so we skirt around the truth. If right. it's a real mentor, they're going to do it in a loving, gentle, caring way. But they're <laughs> going to not. tell you what you need to hear. <laughs> well, and sometimes not. Yeah, because I'm thinking of some of the, the hardest conversations that you and I have had with someone who has reached out to us to be their mentor. And I do feel like I'll soft pedal things. And sometimes you're like, nope, 
this this needs to just be said straight out. And by the way, I'm I'm hoping I'm not painting this picture of uh, meanness. That's not what I mean. You maybe that's the beauty of us. We're we're that's our superpower that we blending together. They leave like okay, I know where I stand. <laughs> when they've come to us together, yes, yeah, you're you'll be a little bit more beat around the bush type situation. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, here's the deal because yeah. we we need to move on past this, and, yeah. and you have to deal with it. But on a one on one situation, I kind of fluctuate back and. Sure. Or depending on the situation. Which is another great quality of a mentor. Yeah. To recognize well, the situation, you know, I think so. and adapt to it. I think so. All right. So here are a couple of lists that I have. Again, I'm not sure where I got these. I, I probably <laughs> compiled them from different places. Some of okay. them may have been in a magazine, in a book. Okay. I don't know. I should have put that on there. I do apologize. Here are 10 qualities to look for in a mentor. And it's going to be followed up by eight qualities. Okay. Uh, so one, investment in education and growth. And I don't think education here is like book learning necessarily. Not a college degree. No, I don't think that's what they're looking at. They're continuing to How many letters to, do you have by your name? Grow. Yes. And we're <laughs> going to have to come back to that idea. Oh, okay. Uh, but, you know, they're continuing to learn, I okay. think, what it is oh, yeah, and yeah. to grow in that. Yeah. Not necessarily go get a bunch of degrees. Okay. Uh, particularly with whatever field it, it is in. Okay. Uh, willingness to connect and network. Mm availability to devote time. Mm -hmm. I think that becomes important because I know of some individuals that would be great mentors, mm -hmm. but they just don't have the time to do it. Yeah. Uh, and they recognize that. Yeah. I know some other individuals that have the potential of being a great mentor, but they're a lousy one because <laughs> they don't have the time to devote to it, uh -huh. but they've tried to take it on anyway. Oh yeah. That's too bad. Uh, active listening skills, mm -hmm. feedback capabilities, Honesty and integrity, okay. positive outlook, confidence and ability to motivate, industry knowledge, resilience, and adaptability. Mm. Uh, some of the others, and we won't, uh, some of them are repeats, so I won't cover all of them. But some other qualities I have found, mentors should be enthusiastic about the role. Sure. Uh, we've already discussed this idea. They should fit you. Yeah. Somebody well, that's a great mentor for you. They'd be lousy for me. Yeah. And you don't want to walk into their office or a coffee shop and immediately feel like you're a burden. And so that enthusiastic about the role, it, it's some, again, that does buy, gets into the whole idea of, of the compatibility that you feel good and they, they help you feel comfortable and confident in coming to them. So uh, uh, some other qualities here, they treat others respectfully. Oh yeah. I hadn't thought about that. No, one. I hadn't either. And it's been six months since I wrote these notes. Okay. So I thought about it at one point, but that, I think that's key. They're experts in their field. Okay. And there are different ways to look at that sure. experts. I think again, if we're talking about a business industry organization type thing, there's some set parameters, but in a personal thing, they're experts in what they're doing. We referenced the woodworking earlier, or if I want to really know how to have a successful marriage, I'm not going to seek out somebody that got married the same day we did <laughs> unless they got married on that day like 20 years before. I think of some mentors we've had that I didn't realize they were mentors at the time. Sure. They were older couples. Yeah. That had been married 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And, you know, I thought good people being good people, just telling stories. They yeah. liked us. We liked them. But I'm thinking, hey, whether we put a label on it or not, they were actually mentoring us in yeah. that relationship. Yeah. Some other things that... I, I don't think we've covered these yet. They practice what they preach. Oh, yeah. 
And we could almost do uh, episodes on all of these type of things. <laughs> Which is sad that some of that is because of negative experience, right? Yes. Sometimes we Sometimes. learn from the things that we don't, like we see it in somebody else and go, I don't want to do that. So for sure. They invest in you and you want to invest in them. Hmm, that's lovely. Uh, they know when to push you. Mm. I think that that's a skill that you have to learn as being yes, a mentor. That's experience right there. Uh, they care about you as a human being. <laughs> yes. I think that's important. And they want to see you succeed. Yeah. If you're out there trying to choose a mentor or just this happenstance of a mentor-mentee relationship develops and the mentor does not genuinely want you to succeed, yeah. whether that's professionally or personally, cut your losses. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Move on and find somebody else. Try again. Yeah. So, well, are there any things on that out of those that we just uh, that I just read to you that really stick out that you want to talk about for like thirty seconds? Oh, <laughs> I think maybe the last ones that you did. The want to see you succeed. They care about you as a human being. I mean, let's face it. This day and age, that's just such a step in the right direction because we can be so easily separated from other human beings that are right next to us. That to have someone who genuinely cares about you. They're, they're not just interested in helping you become a better salesman, as you used your example earlier. They're actually, that that's such a well-rounded thing. And maybe it's better when you think about the marriage example, that you're not going to somebody for advice on how to make my marriage better. Ultimately, um, there's a prayer that I pray uh, pretty regularly, and it's, uh, Lord, help me, or oh, you'll have to bear with me, listen to the whole part, because it's not long, but the first part you're going to gasp. Uh, Lord, give my husband a new wife. Let it be me. See, you did it exactly. There's why I needed the <laughs> recording. Even knew it was going. Yeah, I mean the whole idea of somebody that genuinely wants your marriage to work, but part of that might be working on you as a person. So that caring about you as a human being is a lovely thought. That really, as I think about our favorite mentors, that's that is at the core what we saw. It is in both in a professional and personal situation yeah. of having mentors. The best ones that I can think of over my short lifetime, even though earlier I said I was old, <laughs> yeah, they uh, helped me improve. Let's just go with the professional. They improved my skills in those particular areas, but they left me a better person. Absolutely. Not just better in my particular industry, organization, uh, or work field. They also left me as a better person. And, and that's one of the keys I think that you have to look for. Absolutely. They're not only going to help you professionally, there's some way they're going to help you personally. It's going to to rub off. Absolutely. Well, I want to leave with a quote from John C. Maxwell again. Okay. And I think this is a good one to wrap this particular episode up on. This one is more or is more geared towards those that are mentors. And as you seek this relationship, but if you're a mentor, I think you need to keep this in mind. Okay. As you develop people, remember that you are taking them on the journey towards success with you, not sending them. Mm. Stay with them until they're ready to fly. And when they are ready, get them on their way. There you go. So much in that uh, little quote there. But unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode. <laughs> so thank you for listening to the French Porch Sessions Thoughts on series about how to, I don't guess how it would work here, but. Well, how um, to pick a mentor. Yes. Yeah. We didn't really tell how. We, we talked about some qualities to look for. Well, look for those qualities. That's how. That's it. <laughs> well, thank you guys uh, very much for joining us. And we'll be back with you sometime soon. See you.